0: And I, for one, welcome our new Gentlemen Overlords.
1: Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How are we doing? Uh, shlabbity doo, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And guys, you know what? I just, uh, I was thinking about you, Max, earlier this week, because I heard that... Um, okay. Uh. Okay. And I uh, <laughs> forgot entirely about you entirely, Robert. Um, I was watching a video about actors who were fired for, like, really stupid reasons, and <laughs> Yeah, the, I can
2: see why you would think of me. Respect
1: yeah. my neck! <laughs> yeah. Um, the the newscaster from Hubie Halloween got fired because she's, like, a real newscaster. Yes. Did yeah, you know and that? she wasn't oh.
0: supposed to appear. She wasn't supposed like to like that or whatever. Yeah. Oh, weird.
1: Yeah. So I know how much you love Hubie Halloween, and you actually are in favor of her it costing her her real job.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, if you're gonna do one or the other, have it's gotta it gotta be, be Huey Halloween, right? right.
1: And you know she'll have a role forever as long as these Hubie Halloween movies keep getting made.
0: <laughs> yeah, those residuals keep coming in. All those Hubie sequels. I, I we pitched it before. Hubie Halloween saves Christmas.
1: I you know it's I mean like as much as uh, we kind of make fun of Adam Sandler, like he does take care of people. So it would not surprise me if she were like a actress going forward. If she he like adopted it, so her actually, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, right.
0: she she lives at the the His Sandler Mansion now. Thirty
1: five year old new daughter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if like she ended up in another like just was in more Adam Sandler movies going forward, and just like he like you know not that he has to, but that like he would you know feel like, not feel responsible, but just sort of like help her out because his movie cost her her, her job. She's like, in. She's so gonna be is... in the
0: new Mr. Deeds. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Deeds Two Million is the name of the, the sequel, Good and name. he he gets two more million dollars, which doesn't seem like a lot compared to what else he has, but. To you and uh, me, it's a lot of money,
1: and she gets thrown over a house by Shaq. Uh, <laughs> Callback right.
0: to the grown ups.
1: Grown ups, two million. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Now that the the important news is out of the way, let's get to some TV shows or movies we've seen.
0: Don't you forget about me look
1: my way girl <laughs> something breakfast movies we've seen yeah movies robbie you go first boy oh baby movies we've seen
0: uh i feel like every time i do a movies we've seen i don't i have a list that i'm try. I try to like move the stuff up when i've mentioned it on here uh-huh. and now i don't remember if i said i saw final destination five you did last time i did because I was like, I feel like I've talked about it every episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, it's like Max talking about Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> I watched
0: um, the only big movie I might have watched then. I watched uh, Mac and Me.
2: Oh geez, you also
0: bring that up like every third episode as well. So true, um, but I don't always. I not, I, it's not always because I watched it. It's just the it's, just, of my it's always a, yeah. Um, watched it with uh, a couple friends. Uh, my sister-in-law, uh, two of them, my sister-in-law and a friend had not seen it before. They both enjoyed it, uh, unironically. And my sister-in-law said she actually liked the way that Mac and the other aliens looked. Ooh, that's a uh... not my sister-in-law anymore. I disowned her. <laughs> um, they Good are more. horrifying. I mean, I I love that movie. I do kind of love that movie unironically because it's such a weird, gross ripoff of ET and was like called out for that at the time in the reviews like wow you truly just and like the the product placement the the Coca-Cola and the Skittles and the McDonald like a lot of McDonald's product placement a, as well Is it
1: not a McDonald's funded movie?
0: Yes, I think it's it's heavily tied in because there was even like an intro where Ronald McDonald's like I want to introduce you to Mac but he's about to be the star of this next movie you're about to watch and I feel like some cassettes might have had A Ronald McDonald intro Um, and they have a big they have a big famous dance party scene where Mac is in a teddy bear outfit and dancing on the counter Um, it's so wild like there's so many people doing choreographed dances in the parking lot it's so Mm I love it so much Um, and of course most people would know Mac and me from Paul Rudd's famous uh, appearances on Conan Conan. O'Brien show because every time he shows up he has a clip from one of his recent films and it's actually the scene where uh, the main character boy um, Eric goes right down a hill out of his backyard and flies off a cliff into the water in his in wheelchair. A wheelchair. Yeah, it's insane. Um, in this version, I noticed that when he hits the water, he's there's a quick shot of him, and you can see what he's seeing underwater. And it's uh, like dozens of other uh, skeletons and wheelchairs at the bottom. This has happened a lot of times. Um, <laughs> It is so funny to me that they bought this house and the mom's like, like no stairs. Every window is low that you can see out of. It's perfect. It's like, did anyone tell you about the precarious Hill in the backyard? This
1: like (laughs) extremely steep Hill that goes right to a cliff. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not build a fence anywhere on this Hill. Um, so wild. And the, uh,
0: the international version, the, uh, at the end of the movie spoiler alert
1: mac Mc, heads McDonald's alien um, and I is the international yeah. title.
0: Uh spoiler alert for people calling themselves Macheads. For Mac heads. Hey they even they want like just every time they want it to be new. Um near the end of the movie there's this whole big confrontation where the alien family is in a grocery store which is horrifying because it's other people finally seeing them and reacting and it and it's terrifying. And the dad gets a hold of a gun and he's just like, whoa, 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 like holding it in his hand. And the cops all show up outside and Eric tries to race up to, to protect them or, or sort of call off the police. Don't hurt them. In this version, the dad fires off a shot by accident. It hits like a car or something else. And it truly like explodes like a building in the background. And, and Eric in the wheelchair flops back. <laughs> and you see him. you see him like die from being near the explosion. It's really weird. The reason it's so odd is because the international version, a cop tries to shoot the alien and falls. The shot misses and hits Eric in the chest. He's killed by a cop and shot dead in his wheelchair, <laughs> which is why like they run up and they're like he's gone, like he's dead, yeah. and they're like oh no. And I was like, credits, how was he close enough? <laughs> yeah, and it and it all makes sense in the international one. He a bungling cop. Oops, yeah. falls in it and it and hits him right. Right and then Ronald the McDonald comes box. on screen. Don't forget
1: to go pick up your...
0: Yeah, Ronald's like, hey, even this is beyond my power. Sorry. And disappears. Big red <laughs> shoes click together. Um, it's a wild film. It's truly... And it's, it's insane to me that...
1: Wait, is that how the international version ends? Like...
0: No, he does still get, rec- like, revived oh, by the dad. God.
1: Okay, I was like, I was joking credits the end, and then you or like, yeah, and so that's the internet. I was like, what? No, it does. there's no. Well, no,
0: yeah, it does. It ends with him getting shot, and then it cuts to the
1: Mac family eating shawarma <laughs> in a <the> shop, <laughs> and everyone claps. It's Mac great. is covering his face because he's trying to hide a beard that he grew for a different movie. I <laughs> <laughs> they released the
0: Funko Pop for that recently, and everyone called that out. Like, he should have a beard. He had a beard in that scene, but we couldn't it. We couldn't see it. <laughs> um, uh, the ending is uh, so hubristic, and apparently, it says that at the time audiences booed when a big bubblegum bubble, bubble
1: hubristic. fills the, <laughs>
0: a big bubblegum bubble fills the screen and says, "We'll be back at the end of the movie." <laughs> and you're like, "No, you won't." Any day how now. dare you! In, how dare you imply you would be? Any day I now. I guess actual actual audiences that in the early late '80s, early '90s stood up and
1: were like, "Boo!" when uh when mcdonald's funny to me when mcdonald's gets its own video streaming service there will be a mac and me too hell yeah he'll be like half
0: like a chunk of programming that he hosts (laughs) um they somehow look even though they're like nude the whole movie they somehow look grosser when they get human clothes by the end and take their citizenship uh test I have no idea how they passed um uh is that the only is that the only masterpiece of a film that I've seen since? I've seen some more like TV-ish stuff, so I might save that for the next segment. I think that's all I've seen
1: uh movie-wise right okay. now. Hey, Max, what about you?
2: Um, uh, I watched Argo mm-hmm. with uh yeah, Ben Affleck and uh John Goodman and the guy from season three of uh of True Detective, mm-hmm. he, he was the dad. <laughs> And a bunch of other people. There are a bunch of uh, oh, Alan Arkin is Mm -hmm. in it. May recognize him from uh, uh, Catch Twenty Two or or Rocketeer. Uh, Anyways,
1: or the Get Smart two thousand six remake.
2: Oh, was he? I really like Alan Arkin, so maybe I'll have to watch that. He's really fun.
1: He's like honestly, he's very funny in that movie.
2: Yeah, I like last time I rewatched Rocketeer. He really stood out. I, I love Alan Arkin. He's great. Oh yeah. Uh, So he's in Argo. Um, It was a pretty decent movie. Mm -hmm. I liked it. It's interesting. It's about, like, um, uh, these people at an embassy in Iran? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Iran. I think that's right. And, and, like, it gets overrun. A couple people escape. Like, they take hostages of everybody else. But these guys escape and uh, are basically stuck being hunted in iran and they have to get out um and so they have an idea. like um ben affleck's character has an idea to pretend that they're movie that they're making a movie and that they were just trying to find a scouting location in um iran and get them out
0: do you remember what the movie is it's like it's supposed to be like a sci-fi ish kind of movie right like have like weird like alien costumes and stuff yeah yeah wait
2: was it Maggie me that's the one it's a movie called argo and it was like one of the mini star wars knockoffs that came out after star wars came out and but it took place in iran or some like fictional middle eastern Mm. place and so they were looking for locations there um the movie doesn't really I, I kind of thought by the description that it would have more of these people pretending that they were, um, you know, movie producers and directors and, and scouting and stuff like that. And there's there's one scene where they're supposed to be doing that, but they don't really do it. I, I don't know. I was kind of hoping for more of that. But this is based on a true story, so you kind of get what, what happened mm-hmm. more or less. Although when I looked up stuff after it, there, they took a ton of liberties with all of that. The other thing that kind of bothers me is that uh, it's one of those like heroic CIA comes in and saves the day, although the first five minutes is how the CIA caused this whole thing, like by trying to by overthrowing the the previous um, leader who was just trying to nationalize their oil and keep like the profits in the country rather than sending it all to the United States. So they they killed him and replaced him with another guy. And that's when the whole country like started going nuts. And so, like, this, I'm, I'm starting to think that every single, like, CIA movie where they eventually say how, how great the CIA is, the most honest part of it is the first five minutes that they gloss over in order to get to the, yeah. the next or like, because...
0: Or, like, one agent was like, I want this good thing to happen, and then at the end they're frustrated, like, fuck, the fucking agency fucked it all up, and yeah, it's all being swept under the rug kind of a thing, right? Like...
2: Yeah, I feel like the last movie I watched about the CIA essentially was um or or military in general i guess they had the cia and the cia messed everything up but again they they uh they won it that was the just no not oh what was the name of that whatever the one uh the tom clancy movie with um michael b jordan michael b jordan Mm, i I remember the name
0: of the name there's a uh, really like,
1: good there's a really good one with uh the rock and kevin hart called central intelligence i think you'd really like it <laughs>
2: <laughs> i i should check that out it's really insightful I like, the, I like the batista cia one that one was pretty fun
1: that was fun
2: yeah okay so uh the other movie that i watched was the mitchells versus the machine mm. and ah, i
0: still need to watch that
2: cannot recommend it highly enough it's I a know, great I, movie i've and heard it, so many great things yeah animation is fantastic it's a little heart-wrenching story um it's it's it stumbles a little bit at the beginning because they try and do like the uh like the the teenager right who doesn't fit in and so they do a lot of like uh a little bit of obnoxious stuff where where it's like adults who are at the stage in their life where they're making movies like this who are kind of trying to imagine what a Gen Z kid would mm-hmm. be growing up doing and stuff. So there's a little bit of like cringy stuff at the beginning, but it it gets past it pretty quickly and, and you end up falling in love with the movie by the end of it. And I think that this the Sony Animation Studio is the new Pixar, like where you know that the stuff that's coming out is going to be new. It's going to be like, it's going to blow you away. It's going to touch your heart. It's going to be good every single one of them they did the into the spider verse mm-hmm. before and then uh the mitchell's versus the machines and i can't wait to see what they do next i think they're going to do another spider verse one but yeah. um like whatever they do i'm going to be interested in watching it because these you have, two so far have been really good would you Phenomenal. have
1: seen it if it had gone by its other title connected <laughs>
2: um i think if i found out like I, when, it, when I saw the title as The Mitchells versus the Machines also, it, or the, the Mitchells versus the Machines, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it didn't grab me then. Hmm. It was only, I saw a clip of it, and I thought, well, this animation is awesome. And then I found out it was the Sony group. But if I had seen the clip of it, mm-hmm. and it was still called, what was it again? Connected. 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 If it was you already forgot, I know it's it's, it's terrible. not good. It's it, I it really shouldn't have done it, but it wouldn't have stopped me if I knew it was Sony sure, and yeah. if I had seen a clip from
0: it. All the credits of it and knowing who worked on it and seeing the animation, I think goes a long way. But connected is such a boring like boardroom name for it, mm-hmm. so I'm glad they went with something a lot. I think a lot more original that isn't also, going to be confused. Also, it has
2: to be a really stupid boardroom who was like, I don't think we should be able to trademark. Well, this. see, it's <laughs> like an app
0: that takes over the robots. Connected. Yeah. All right. That was my contribution. Anyway, good luck, everyone.
2: (laughs) Spell it with a K, like uh, Xbox. Oh
0: boy. Uh, I forgot to mention Max while you were talking about Argo. Have you seen the Home Alone Argo, like, edit on on YouTube? It's the it's it's them racing to the plane like near the end of the movie or whatever to stop them, but they're like, they forgot Kevin. they we've got to stop the plane. And it's like the parents like, you know, Catherine Heron and people like walking into the plane and sitting down and they're like, stop, he's just a boy. And like trying to get to the <laughs> trying to get to it before they get off the tarmac. It's really funny.
2: There that was actually one of the the things that I read later was completely fabricated for the movie. There was no chase. Yeah, on the there, tarmac was no, there was no there was no like
0: right down to the last minute kind of thing. So yeah. yeah. Um did you see anything else, Max?
2: Uh no, that was it how about you Drew, uh be-
0: before you mention anything i, I forgot to mention because i don't think i brought this up the last time i'll shut the fuck up. i, I hope final um,
2: destination five yes you did
0: no final destination oh wait five yeah five. <laughs> um did i had i talked about last time that i saw uh, a quiet place Two? no no that was that was my my foray back into the movie theater wow. how did wow. that feel It felt weird because I've just I'm we're we're all vaxxed and everything, Mm -hmm. but I still felt nervous. The we went to Oak Tree, which we've talked about on the pod before, but uh, here in Seattle they upgraded at one point where they have less seats per theater, but they're bigger, nicer seats. So I think it makes for a better Mm -hmm. experience. You can put your feet up and stuff, and it also means in general just less capacity anyway. Not hardly any other people there um it was great um and as far as a good experience because we've been to movies where there's some movies where i'm like would be totally fine with like people kind of going wild a little bit mm-hmm. and there's movies like a quiet place where the whole movie is the sound like a lot of the movie is the sound design and you hope that people aren't talking and munching and stuff too loud so you can kind of catch everything um so everyone was doing the right thing and i think i heard one person fart at one point and no one commented yes. on it i thought it, yeah i thought it could have been one of the monsters in the movie who knows um Whoops. <laughs> that's like the weird thing like the monsters give themselves away <clears throat> oops Kevin. Ah, we heard you yeah. we heard you um no it's really what if, good what if I they would they just
2: snuck that into every movie theater they just like Put a little fart sound during the quiet place, and just they've positioned one under the
0: seats just to kind of like bring like the brevity back. Like, come on, everyone, we we can laugh. Um, That's the the new D box, (laughs)
2: the F box,
0: (laughs) the hot Um, box. Obviously, if when people are comfortable enough, I would say it's it's a great one to go to the theater for. Mm -hmm. But I don't begrudge anyone. Oak tree's back.
1: What's that? Oak tree's back. Like it was it was a big bummer that like the pandemic happened right when like Oak tree was kind of like, like it was not that long after Oak tree kind of renovated everything that, yes. you know, movies were impossible to go to, but yeah, Oak tree cinema is back.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think the Bay theater, which we have both frequented or all of us have maybe gone to before, um, is reopening soon, I think to this Friday or really soon. I think they're coming back. So I'm excited for that too. cool Cause as much as I love, oak tree and thornton bay is my look my local one and it's a smaller independent one so i I want to support them um but i don't want to say too much about it but it i really really enjoyed it i think i liked it more than the first one and um
1: no john krasinski on screen oops
0: no there's only him in a flashback he's in the director's chair more more than this time and um and uh another,
2: another trap from home alone in it another yeah.
0: Uh there is a scene where it's like three things happening at once that are all intense that is so well done. I really really love that. And um Jimon Honsu and and Cillian Murphy are both uh, kind of new additions in this one and they were uh, they were great. It was it was really fun to see a weird experience to see something in the theater again finally, but mm-hmm. it was fun to go and see such like a wild movie like that. Yeah. So highly recommend that. Nice. Sorry Drew. You, go go for it. Did you get it. any concessions? Uh, I did not get any concessions and not because I didn't want to support them, but I think we had already
1: eaten beforehand.
0: I had a big popcorn dinner before. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I don't know if this counts as a movie, but I watched Bo Burnham's new special on Netflix.
0: I, I did too. And I wasn't, I wasn't sure if that was going to be the TV or movie yeah, one.
1: So I think because it's almost too, like it's an hour, half hour 45. I kind of count it as a movie. Sure. Um, so I'll just talk about it now and then you, we can talk about it a little bit more in your TV, but I really liked it. Um it is not your traditional comedy special. It's filmed entirely in his like living room, like studio apartment, yeah, type of thing. Almost just one room. And it's it you know, he produced it over the course of a year and that year was 2020. So it's a it's really personal. It's really tough to watch at certain points. Like it's a lot of like about his mental health. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he has like funny songs and, you know, like bits that are funny, but it's also just like sort of a like a diary of what this year was like for him in the process of making this special and sort of like, you know, he he left comedy, I guess, like five years ago. I didn't realize this, but he had left performing and just kind of concentrated on on improving himself and his mental health. And so like this was his. Return and the return was to do something where he's alone in his apartment for a year. Um, it's it's really good. It's hard to watch at certain points. Like I said, there's a couple. I would say like pay attention to the uh, the trigger warnings at the beginning of the special because he does delve into some pretty dark stuff. Yeah, but- he
0: literally says mm, in the beginning like part of the reason I made this special is I wanted something to. Keep me from wanting to put a bullet in my head, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck me, this is yeah. going to be a heavy." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I was like, okay." And like...
1: like, he's you know he doesn't shy away from that stuff for the rest of the of the special. But um, Mike Schur on Twitter said something like, "When people want to know what the pandemic was like, uh, Bo Burnham's special will be a good encapsulation of what the of what lockdown was like, except it was less funny." So it's. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. It's not for everybody. Like I said, kind of pay attention to the trigger warnings at the beginning because, like I said, he gets in some pretty heavy shit. But if you don't mind that, it's really good. This He's such a talented person. He's so creative that I'm glad that something like this exists. And, yeah, I thought it was really good.
0: There was a – I don't want to say too much about it because I think people should just watch it. But there's yeah. a part where – he does like a little song, right, Andrew? And then he, mm. then suddenly the frame pops out and he's reacting.
1: Yeah. He's like, to okay, like the I'm going to do, do a reaction video to, uh, to the song and
0: to the song. And then like it, it, then it does like another layer where he's reacting to it. And like, the the one one further like realizes like huh i'm reacting to this thing he's like and now he's realizing that he's reacting yeah. okay i'm at this part now like it's a very
1: hat uh, on a hat on a hat on a hat because it's like now i'm reacting to the reaction to the reaction of yeah, now it's... you said
0: he left comedy but he was in promising young women he was hilarious in that
1: oh um uh, absolutely i
0: haven't actually watched that yet uh <laughs> but i know he's in that mm-hmm. and i just wanted to reference that he was in something else even though I'm not confident. Well, in he comedy. also
1: made eighth grade that movie. Yes. So like he it's not like he hasn't been doing anything, but creating he, stuff. He just kinda he had, he had stopped doing like live touring comedy. Anyways, that's it for me. Let's go to TV. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> TV shows we've seen. We've seen
0: <laughs> Robert. Biggest one I've seen, if I'm not counting uh Bo Burnham special I'm not making it TV if it's your movie um, I watched all of Sweet Tooth on Ooh. Netflix and um, I enjoyed it it mm-hmm. was I haven't read the comic in long enough that like I feel like they did change some some stuff it felt a little less it was simultaneously like grim in some ways and then like a little sappier and kind of like optimistic in other ways mm-hmm. um i liked it well enough i will say i don't think it's a spoiler to say like i assumed when it was advertised that it was a eight episode one and done like this is the story of sweet tooth and they do end on like nope there's a total cliffhanger there's a second season coming down mm-hmm. the line so that was my only i mean a weird complaint I suppose since I liked it well enough but I, I thought I was. it was leading towards an ending and it was like no dear reader it's going to go on mm-hmm. Um, they do have a narrator that kind of it sounds like Sam Elliott a little bit and cuts in and out and is very much like family is what you make of it sometimes are the people you meet not the people you're born to and it cuts in like all the time you could almost say like it, it feels like every episode it's like some stories start at the beginning this story yeah. Starts here. And it does that like several times in several characters. And I was like, All right. Um, but I like it. It's a weird one where the m- the story it's adapting even at the time was about a plague that
1: decimates <laughs> yeah. humanity. Yeah.
0: So it feels like one of those things where they probably were strategically being like, I don't know how long it's been in the can, but it kind of felt like, mm, let's wait till this is a little bit more under control to release this. Um, because we have talked about how that subplot of uh Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier was cut um, and probably for the best, but um, They they uh, did it,
2: they, like, it seems like in this one because I watched the first two episodes it seems mm -hmm. like they're directly referencing it so they're not even really shying away from the similarities because they have stickers Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot, it literally says
0: maintain social distancing, people are sanitizing their hands as they come into places, it felt like, if anything it felt like they added those details to make it closer to what we are dealing with.
2: So. Yeah. I thought that was a, a weird choice, but
0: yeah, I don't, I, I'm wondering, I wonder if they'll, if that's ever revealed or if someone will say, yeah, we actually kind of, we kind of have that as inspiration. Also
2: um, they had the little iconography too, where it had the six feet distance when the maintained social mm-hmm. distancing.
0: Yeah. And they called it COVID-19. I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's weird. <laughs> um, it uh, but, but I did like it. And there were some really good performances. Um, God, I can't remember the name. Of big man in it the 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 actor that's traveling with sweet tooth but he's really good um yeah I would I would say to check it out give it a give it a couple episodes and see what you think Mm because um I think the story is really sweet and also at least to my recollection the sweet tooth in this one is a little bit younger than the comic version and I definitely was a little more endeared to him he's a really cute kid so I liked I liked sweet tooth uh in in the story as well
2: yeah, I'm I'm the same way where I haven't read uh, Sweet Tooth in a while now, mm. but it did seem like they cleaned up some edges where Sweet Tooth himself was kind of a a dumb idiot and like maybe his his dad was a bit more.
0: His dad was definitely like darker and more like I don't think he was abusive, but he was almost like. It was like, if you break the rules and show any curiosity to the outside world, like, I will... He was, like, harsh, basically. I think a lot harsher in the comics.
1: I wonder if... Because yeah. uh, I also watched... I, I just watched the first 30 minutes of the first episode, like, before we wow. got on. Um, I wonder if casting Will Forte was, like, an intentional thing. Because, like, it's it's really hard not to like Will Forte. He's yeah. just so endearing... And there's an earnestness to him. Like I loved him in this because, like, it's a like, it's a little different than stuff I'm used to seeing him do, which is sort of like the bumbling buffoon kind of guy, where it's like well-meaning but stupid. And in this, he's like a he's the dad, and so he's trying to take care of this kid. He's there's still the Will Forte charm to it, but he's like doing a different. He's not like last man on earth kind of guy. Mm. It's you know he's he's like trying to take care of this kid he's being really overprotective to you know like uh, an understandable degree but also he's overdoing it more like last dad on earth (laughs) that's right um so i i wonder if that was an intentional choice to kind of like you said soften the edges of that character Mm -hmm. it's also because you know the 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 comic is jeff lemire book and all of jeff lemire's stuff the art is always kind of like rigid and like kind of frayed looking. So it always has mm-hmm. kind of a more distressed, depressing look to it, his books. So having it on screen and it's a like so far anyways, the show is gorgeous. Like the, yeah. the way that sweet tooth looks and the, the way that they did it's like bright
0: the, and softer. And it definitely has, it definitely is like a more like optimistic look. Yeah. Not what's happening on screen always, but it's a more optimistic, like visual of the apocalypse.
1: Yeah. Um, I also thought it was, funny when like somebody's like i think it's will Forte is like throwing his tv in the in a hole you can see like it has like a a picture on it up until he throws it in the hole and it says the plague has killed one million people and i was just like wow what a quaint uh what a quaint number for a plague so anyways i i also enjoyed what i saw did
2: did you hear i just read this article that usa today or yeah on usa today Netflix took out a uh a sweet tooth advertisement that and Over the Netflix, fold. Over like over the front of the thing. Yep. Pretending to be an article, like a uh, headline of the news. It said paper. like
0: human hybrid babies born cause chaos or whatever. And it was like a picture of like a little like antler baby or whatever hmm. with like accompanying articles and stuff uh Weird. on the next page or on the on the bottom of the fold or whatever. And it's like damn dude, like creative marketing, like you shouldn't, I I don't even think people are holding USA Today in high regard but it's like, that's just not especially since right now, like someone's going to run with that and think that's like a fucking COVID symptom or some shit.
2: Um, I doubt that it's going to make a big splash but the attempt seems pretty. I doubt
0: a lot of things that (laughs) have become real so (laughs) I'm just like, I'm like, I'm, I know you want to advertise your show but like make it more obvious than the front page of a newspaper or make it not, not that.
1: Yeah. not that. <laughs> I also. It's so a good I,
2: thing nobody reads newspaper anymore.
1: That's, yeah, good <laughs> point. Prince dead. Um, I the uh, the comparison that has been going around obviously is Jupiter ascending or not Jupiter ascending? Jupiter's legacy, which I have not seen. But I
0: watched some clips and stuff of that.
1: I've heard it's not but, good. And, I watched like
0: two
2: two minutes and I stopped.
1: Yeah, wow. I I read the comic for it, and the entire time I'm reading, I'm just like. Mark Millar just wants to write stuff that will be adapted to screen. Like, he has no intention to write, like, a good, thorough comic book other than I want this to be picked up and turned into a movie or TV show. And from what I gather, the TV show is really bad. So And already canceled. Already canceled, yeah. Wow. Because they spent a shit ton of money on it. It was not good, and people didn't watch it, so.
0: Their beard budget seemed, like, not good because <laughs> yeah. the... Yeah. Is it Oliphant? Who's the Who's the Jupiter guy? He, uh, the beard looks bad.
1: Yeah, is not all. I, I think it's Olafant, but yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Beard, beard Look looks your photo.
1: <laughs>
0: but I, I
2: do recommend the comic. The comic looks fun from what I read. I don't think I finished it, but Frank Quietly always does uh, really cool. The art's art.
1: really good. I'd say the storytelling it is not great because it's again it's like Mark Millar is not my favorite writer, but he has like decent ideas to start and then usually fizzles out a little hard and that's kind of how I felt about ju I think it was like I think it started as Jupiter's circle and then ju- it went to Jupiter's legacy and it just was fine
2: I think well maybe it's because I never got to the end of that whole thing yeah. <laughs> I was still still in the upswing yeah. and it was I was it, interested
1: yeah it starts off, I guess it starts off good Frank Quietly's art is great no matter what but the i didn't think it ended very well and we'll never know now because the tv yeah. show got canceled so
2: so i guess if if you want to avoid the mark millar part of it then uh, just go ahead and read all-star superman that's right with frank quietly and some like new x-men stuff because uh, his, his stuff is good
1: yeah robert did you have any more tv i uh, no, i think that's it for my telly. max what about you
2: Well, uh, Robert stole my sweet tooth two episodes of that, so I'll just talk about uh, Search Party, Ah. Um, which I watched again for the first time because I apparently had seen all of season one, but forgot (laughs) most of it. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh, like, max classic I, I, exactly i remember watching the first episode and then the second one i was like wait a second have i seen more than the first episode <laughs> then forgot everything and then on the last episode i was like oh no i i remember this uh so anyways i've watched one season beyond that where i'm still at the point where i think i hadn't watched that season mm-hmm. uh previously but it's it's interesting it's um it's really unnerving and, and honestly after watching the first the first season again, like I was hesitant to go into the second season because they, they make a decision at the end, or I guess it's not necessarily a decision, but it, it uh something happens at the end of the first season that really makes the second season very tense. And it just feels really weird and uncomfortable for a lot of it for me. Um but it it's it's good. It's like these four friends that are in the first season searching for uh, a girl who's gone missing and um, and uh, in the second season dealing with the fall fallout from that and um, they have interesting uh, relationship to each other and they're they all do a a good job with their performances and it's, it's kind of fun I would recommend it. Cool. But it's a little bit unnerving sometimes. Cool. How about you, Andrew? What have you seen?
1: Uh, other than uh, Robert and Max stealing my thunder for the one, a uh, half an episode of sweet tooth that I watched. Um, bu- <laughs> I, my, my wife has been rewatching Brooklyn nine, nine. So I've been watching Ooh. some episodes of that with her. It's um I will say it's it in the time that we're in, it's kind of strange to watch a comedy about police officers, but, um, it's such a funny, well-written show that I kind of am able to s- separate those two things. It's associate, um, yeah. Andre Brower as Raymond Holtz is such a funny character. And I had, you know, I, I've watched the show from the beginning and I just always forget how funny he is. Like, do either of you watch or have you watched... I've seen, I don't watch religiously, but I've seen episodes and he is so dry and funny. I love it. He's like a very much like a Drax type. Like everything is very literal for him. He's extremely dry. He's so good in doing it that I'm just like every, almost every line of his, I'm just overjoyed with. He's so funny, but um, I watched a clip of it today where it's the, it's actually the episode with, uh,
0: with Mike Mitchell in it. Mm -hmm. And um, they're like, he's like the the bumbling he's like the Fredo of the crime yeah. family and they're trying to like have him like say some information about them and they have they're like recording him in his car like rapping and he's like a rap 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 I will drink three beers like he's, he's singing the song that cuts to them listening in in the station he's like I wish we would turn the radio down he's like you think this is the radio do you think that's a real <laughs> song on the radio
1: that you're hearing <laughs> um, have you have you seen any of the Jason Mantzoukas episodes? I don't I don't think I have actually. He, he plays a detective named Pimento and there's an episode where he, he is losing his memory, so it's a Memento episode, and so the episode is called Pimento And <laughs> but he's unfamiliar with the movie Memento, and uh, Andy Samberg's character is the only one who knows what uh, Memento is. So everybody's like, he's like trying to describe and they're like, oh, you mean Finding Dory? He's like, no, Memento, come on. And like every time he tries to describe, they're like, I don't know what this is, but it kind of sounds like the movie Finding Dory. And like every character they go to throughout the episode is just like, oh, you mean Finding Dory? And just like, oh, okay, fine. And so like eventually like throughout the episode, Jason Mantzoukas is perpetually losing his memory again. He has to restart every time. And so Jake eventually by the end of the episode, is like you have, you have finding Dory disease. It's like I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's very funny, but anyways, Brooklyn nine, nine. That, that
2: was a funny part of search party. There's a character named Dory. Who's in the charge of finding someone
1: else. Uh-huh. Like, hey,
2: this, this seems familiar. Almost like, um, like memento.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Um, guys let's get to the movie we saw it is streaming on disney plus it is called raya and the last dragon, the last dragon. The oh, the that's right Ooh. we watched raya and the last dragon not with uh, bruce leroy Ty mock was that his name Ty Mac and uh, Shownuff, Vanity. That's right. A lot of
0: one, what a a lot of one names in that movie.
1: Nope, we watched. We didn't watch that. We watched *Ryan (laughs) the Last Dragon* with Kelly Marie Tran, Daniel Day Kim,
2: uh, Aquafina,
1: Aquafina, Gemma, Benedict Wong, Sandra Oh. Yeah, very, uh, very good Asian cast, voice cast. Mm -hmm. So this is a Disney Plus movie. It was originally released as a. Uh, whatever they're like upper, you have to pay to watch it on Disney plus, but now free or f- free on Disney plus. Um, yeah, it's an animated movie. 2021 came out this year. Uh, what did you guys think, or would you recommend before we get into all the plot stuff? Would you recommend people watch Raya and the last dragon? I think if you
0: are already on Disney plus, you should totally give it a watch. I, um, We'll talk about it, but it, there's things about it that didn't like capture me as much as some of the other uh, Disney movies out there. But um, I think there's a lot of good stuff going on, and part of me kind of wants to give it like part of me thinks like if I give it another watch, I'm going to appreciate a little bit more about it because I I had some expectations going in and I wasn't sure if they would deliver or not, mm-hmm. and we'll kind of get into it and stuff. But uh, yeah, I would I would recommend it. Max
2: uh it would be a light recommendation i think there are a few people i would recommend it to but overall uh i wasn't a wasn't a huge fan of this one how about Uh, you andrew
1: robert funny you should say that i i did like it on my first watch through i liked it much more on my second watch through Ooh, okay uh so i like when i so i would recommend people see it and I would if you didn't like it the first time, I'd force yourself to watch it a second time Um, Uh, right after. Yeah, I think it's I it's a it's a Disney movie. You know, it's going to make you feel good by the end. You know, the one absence is singing. There are no songs in it. That was. Yeah. But once you have that expectation, you know, not to expect it because it's not there. I enjoyed this movie a lot the first time, and I enjoyed it even more the second time. So I would give it cool. a hearty recommendation, oh. from, coming from me. Andrew. Oh, like the land of heart? Yes, in the movie. That's right. Okay. and I'd uh, say it with a uh, one fang hanging out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ryan the Last Dragon is a animated movie. It's in a fictional land where dragons exist, and there is something called the the drune is the
0: Yeah, what I couldn't kind of like parse what's the actual name of the of the things? I
1: so I if if I'm going to give a criticism of the movie it's that the villain of the movie is is completely undefined and it's just yeah. like and they give a quick like oh it it came from human like strife or like disagreements amongst humans and it's like so is this a manifestation of conflict like I just didn't it didn't to me like I wish there was more of a like explanation is to, to yeah, what it they was weird were. because
0: it, it even says in the beginning like humans lived in harmony with dragons. Then these things showed up, and then instead of humans being like thanks everyone for your sacrifice, then they they sh- they fractured even more mm-hmm. into five different nations. And I was like, so what? How did the bad things show up to begin with? It was yeah, and their their whole thing is they are black and purple amorphous blobs that when they hit you, you become a statue, and then they multiply. You turn to stone. You're go. Turn Hell yeah! That, that that would have been a good song to have in there. <laughs> um, I do agree. I think I wish there was more of a. Obviously, there's an antagonist mm-hmm. in it, but the like the overall bad guy are these things, and it doesn't feel like they're. I don't know. You're
1: right. They're undefined. They're they don't feel as like worked out
0: as other Disney yeah. villains. And so
1: things are. the powers of the dragons all form this orb that drives the, the drones away. But then as does happen with humans, they start to everybody wants this thing. So the the clans start to war with each other. The 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 orb breaks, thus removing the protection, and the drones rise again. They wipe out, you know, more than half the population of all these clans. They turn them to stone. And then Uh, Cut to six years later. Raya is trying to reunite the pieces of the orb in order to bring back the people that have been turned to stone, including her dad, Daniel Day Kim. Hell yeah! So she meets the uh, the dragon, Aquafina, Sisu, Sisu, Uh, Steve, Steve Steve Sisu. Sisu. (laughs) Um, And so she, yeah, they go on an adventure trying to find all these things. They they end up bringing together this, this crew in order to find the last piece, which is of course in the nation that betrayed them, the Fang nation. So, um, what, so I guess like both of you liked it less than me. Max didn't seem to like it that much at all. So I'm curious, like Maybe. what, what about it didn't I'm work? Like for human you guys? strife has gotten to Max. <laughs> Max was I'd, a drone behind you. Yeah.
0: it
2: could, it could, uh, I'm about to turn to stone for a couple of centuries and then- <laughs> and then wake not, up later. Not long uh, enough, I, if you ask me. Um, <laughs>
1: just kidding.
2: I actually didn't hear it. Oh, okay, that, good. Good. Uh, I didn't off. say anything.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a compliment. It just a
0: compliment.
2: I assume that was what it was. Um, I I guess it felt like kind of a disney movie by committee like they hmm. found two demographics that they wanted to hit they wanted to hit an asian demographic and they wanted to hit a young young demographic and so they're like okay we're gonna t- make this take place in nondescript asia and then we're just gonna have them all speak in like uh they're gonna say like s- like super special and and um and i don't know there are a couple of other like oh you're a dragon nerd too let's let's go hang out have a hangout sesh or something like yeah. that just like a, a few weird things. And um, and then the, uh, the look of it was not very interesting to me. It looked kind of like a mobile knockoff, like someone making a mobile game uh, based on, like with the, they're like, make a movie with a Disney style. And so they made that. That's kind of what this one felt like, that it was kind of copying other Disney stuff. A lot of the characters basically showed it like uh, the big guy was, essentially the hun from mulan and the kid was a little bit nicer though oh yeah, yeah he was a nicer guy but like body shape and everything he looked fairly similar and the the kid kind of jumped around and acted quite a bit like coco the the pixar movie kid
0: it'd be and, funny if they like kind of like how uh jungle book and like robin hood they're like actual animation models of like oh yeah just little Tristan john and bit. yeah they like they like literally use like coco and they like went over, like went over. It's like, oh my God, this is, this is terrible.
2: Um, And then the, also the, the morals of the story I thought were a little bit weird by the end that like death has no permanence. Any mistake that you make can be undone as long as you get stoned with your friends. Um, stoned with your friends. That's essentially it, right? <laughs> Before your closest friends get stoned,
0: you'll save the world. Um, and getting stoned is recovering in a magic stone. <laughs>
1: Oh, I got um, stoned, dude! I, I hope that's a,
0: magic dragon pieces.
2: Will they turn to stone? That that would be be getting stoned, right? I
1: In in the only the only reason I hope that this podcast gets circulated amongst like conservative Twitter is just so like that quote that pull quote of like get stoned and save your save the world is like that's the moral of this story according to this podcast. We yeah. we're gonna the, boycott the, the movie
0: pot, Hot knockoff of uh, Raya and the last Dragon just like doing with your friends dude like it's they're, called... they're, they're assembling a bong
2: yeah raya and the last drag
0: <laughs> jeez this is good stuff hey disney yeah, this come is on you're yeah. already <laughs> serving alcohol in the park yeah. so why don't you uh
1: yeah what are we doing out here we should be pitching this to diz
0: um i i like the look of it i thought it was i thought that it was like it was it was it was video gamey and funny in like the way that like every land was very much like, this is the winter bamboo forest land. This is the arid desert with the the trail of the, of the river land. And this is the, uh, you know, heart, which is all prosperous because it's, it's funny that like heart is also the one that happens to be like the most fertile and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone thinks it's because they have the gem. Um,
2: I I did, I did want to mention there are like, uh, two parts to it where they did do an interesting thing with the visuals where it did look good there's a part where she's describing all those lands that that you were just talking about in the beginning her dad asks her you know what do you know about these lands Mm -hmm. and she says like briefly uh a little blurb about each one and in that it's kind of like a bit more shadowy and they do a yeah. different visual style and that looks awesome. That would be really interesting if they did It's the like in You're
0: Welcome in Moana when like it changes complete visual style and you're like, oh, cool. Like, and they're telling a little story kind of thing.
2: And they did the same thing later with the kid describing uh, what they were going to do when they break into this fortress. They had like- Yeah, a that was fun. Little mm-hmm. action scene of that. And that looked really cool too. And I kind of wish they had done something new and unique like that uh, throughout the whole movie.
1: I get you. I get you, Rob. What were you saying?
0: Oh, um, I, um, I I was just kind of just generally sort of just thinking about it all. Um, what did you guys think of? And we haven't like talked about it yet, but like, what did you guys think about like the actual characters, like Raya and Sisu, and then some of her crew and stuff like that?
1: I, I, you know, like Raya is sort of a, I don't want to call her generic Disney female lead, but like. Her characteristics are she's brave, she's smart, she's intuitive, like she she's in she's uh ingenuity, whatever that descriptive is. Um she's capable. She's capable. Like she's able, like she's she's able to do whatever in whatever situation calls for it. But like I think that the excuse me, the job that Kelly Marie Tran does of sort of giving some vulnerability in her performance as her i think is good you know yeah. if you want to say that the character of raya itself is a little dry sometimes like yeah i can i can live with that but more like <laughs> um but i enjoyed it i you know like i think tuk tuk is a very cute animal sidekick and even when little he gets like bug. humongous i think he's they still maintain they do a what is, I think, a very hard job for a character designer and an animator, which is to keep the cuteness of this of the animal sidekick while making it gigantic. I thought it yeah. was a like a, a feat in itself, and I thought it's like that- the Pokemon
0: conundrum. Like they they almost always get less cute as they evolve right. and grow. And he was super cute when he was a little baby. Yeah, but he's still very cute when he's bigger. And do you guys know who voices Tuk Tuck? That would be. Alan Tuck Tuck himself, right? That's right. The man loves to do a myriad of voices and sometimes just
1: sounds yeah. for a character. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. I I liked Bao, the the kid who owns the, the boat. Shrimporium. I, yeah, I know you kinda compared him to Coco, and there's maybe some character, like in terms of design maybe looks the same, but I thought he was a an endearing character and the I don't know the the baby with the three like monkeys that that they add onto the crew. I think is like a it's a fun visual thing. Like I you know the them being so capable as like a ba- as a baby was maybe a little strange. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's like a it's a it's a kids movie. So like I can yeah. live with <laughs> yeah. With I, their I, being I, like I, sorry. Go ahead. I thought,
2: the, I thought they were cute, and I thought their little scene of of them like robbing from Raya was neat how they kind of yeah. like set her up and mm-hmm. stole from her and then had a, a big chase throughout the city. That was, it was fun. Yeah. And I, yeah. I don't want to completely crap all over this movie. I think just coming off of uh, the Mitchells versus the machines, like that is the one that I actually did recommend, you know, sure, like sure. hey, uh, you have a, you have a kid, you want to watch an animated movie, go watch this one. Uh, and maybe if I hadn't just watched that, Raya would have hit a little bit differently. Uh, I think it is uh, uh it's a competent Disney movie it's and Disney movies are good. It's, it's high quality. Uh, and it's, it probably is worth watching. I think just because I came off of, uh, that one that kind of knocked me over, uh, this one hit a little bit less hard.
1: I, if I, I guess like if I had a, another, like if I had another criticism of the movie, it's that it, it does the, the thing that I think some people have kind of grown tired of, which is the Marvel quippy one-liner thing that the heroes always do and Raya when she's trying to uh like distract the the human villain of the movie in that scene where they go to um I think the Talon village and it's just it's just Benedict Wong's character that's in the that's there and she's trying yeah, to distract Yeah, I feel like his her. whole
0: village was like taken out except for him or something.
1: When she's trying to distract the villain she's doing a lot of like <laughs> I guess I just like accessories, you know, sort of thing where it's just like she's being a little it's a little too like if people don't like that trope that Disney seems to do a lot, which is the I'm the hero and I'm going to make some wise cracks here sort of thing, then like that, you know, like that I I didn't love that scene for that reason. It's a little derivative of like, you know, Iron Man, you know, being quippy with Thanos or, you know, something like that where it's just like, "Okay, like I yeah, I I get it, but it just, this, this trope has kind of worn its welcome a little bit of like the situation's dire, but I can't help it. I gotta, I gotta make a wisecracking at your expense.
0: Yeah. I go back and forth sometimes because I feel like even in real life, uh, people will find humor and use humor in stressful sure. situations. And it has just become like so much more of a trope in some of these movies, especially Disney and Marvel films and stuff like that. But It's also for kids and it's Mm -hmm. simultaneously supposed to be for adults too and other people. So it's hard to find that middle ground where you're not annoying folks and overdoing it. I feel like. Yeah. Um, And still keep everyone's attention. Um, We did, I don't know if we mentioned earlier too, but like it has like eight people on the story by credit. So it seems like they probably went through a lot of like versions and iterations Mm -hmm. trying to like find the right thing, which isn't necessarily like, I don't know if that, scientifically means it would have been better if it had just been a singular or two people's vision. But it does make me wonder kind of what it was to begin with and then how it sort of evolved to that point, because that's, that's quite a few folks to be, to be kind of working on.
2: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that was the case, but it kind of uh, explains the whole, uh, movie by committee feel mm-hmm.
0: when the when it showed up on the big block of it and i was like wow that's like eight names i was like dang that's that's interesting i want i mean it's not indicative of like it doesn't necessarily mean i mean the the final folks added could have been the ones that uh, especially in other movies could have put it over and kind of made it what it was but it did give me pause i was like oh interesting that's a lot of that's a lot of story buys mm-hmm. um and one thing i was hmm, i don't know I, I go back and forth i was a little disappointed in that like similar to moana which i love it's it's amazing i love moana so much but that was like pacific islander but it wasn't specifically like a a people it was sort of supposed to be legends and coconut monsters and the giant crab under the water and it was supposed to be sort of generally these kinds of people and this movie took it to another level where it was like, this is Kumandra. This isn't an actual South Asian area. We have Asian actors in it, but it doesn't specifically reference any real world people. So it, that lent it to, and it, it made it a magical world. It lent itself to then have like the pillbug monster. And like the monkeys aren't exactly monkeys. Like they have eight stomachs and they're mm-hmm. like these different sort of creatures. Um, and there's like giant cats that this other tribe runs around on. So it, it it lent itself to all this fantasy stuff, but I can see where people would be a little disappointed that actual representation of of real world peoples and still pull. I feel like you can then still pull from legends and add dragons and stuff in. I don't know. I wonder behind the scenes if that's like the balance. Like, we have to make it a fake place because we don't want to say that Southeast Asian people believed in dragons or had dragons as their friends. I don't know. It well, was also, it was interesting to me.
1: There is a there's a a bit of a controversy about this movie because it a lot of the stuff that this movie pulls from is a lot of south asian um you know folklore and and legends and things like that and the actors that they cast are primarily northern asian actors like people of northern asian descent so there's a bit yeah. of like there's a little bit of is this truly representative of what it's trying to portray which like it's like close but not hitting the mark right it's it's a step above having like you know, just Paul white Rudd and, or... you know, Amy Poehler voicing. Who
0: was, who was, uh, who was uh, the guy training Mulan in the original Donny Osmond or yeah, whatever? Donny Osmond. Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like, yeah. wow, you are white as right. hell. Like, so it's it's a
2: step I just above. I can't believe they got a white guy to play a pill bug. Why didn't they just get the, a giant pill bug to do Max, <laughs> it?
0: we told you before the record, you're not allowed to bring this up. This course. agenda. You have <laughs> you really to get not. off. You have yeah. to get off this, this man. This pill bug <laughs>
1: agenda is not for the podcast.
0: It's
2: just they're so underrepresented.
1: Mac, and... Save it
0: for the bonus, my man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> save it for your own personal Patreon. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess, like, yeah, I I think we're all kind of in, like, a varying tiers. I don't think any of us, like, dislike it, just to be clear. Um, but, you know, I like it a lot. I, I think, like, maybe worth another watch for both of you so just based on the fact that I liked it a little more the second time than the first time, but yeah, I think it's, it's a movie that maybe gets a little more of a pass because it came out as like a Disney plus thing. than like if people had to go to the theaters, like it may get a little more, people maybe a little more, a little kinder to it.
0: It feels like a symptom of not every movie that's come out in quarantine, but there are some big ones where deals have been struck where everyone is, is for the most part, still stuck at home and and watching these things in the comfort of their own home on their TV, sometimes for free. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of it is like, it's a commitment for some folks to have to then get up and go to the theater, let alone during a pandemic Mm -hmm. or the tail tail end, hopefully of a pandemic. So it feels like there's just like that many more people chiming in on it and not just this movie, but like Godzilla, King of the Mont and, you know, or uh, Godzilla versus Kong and a couple other things like that, where it feels like you're just getting so many more takes on it and stuff too. I do, we'll never know. I wonder what, how it would have done in theaters. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't want, I don't want people to come away thinking like I didn't enjoy it. It's just, uh, and I, and I do think I would have liked songs only because I'm kind of like, used to some of that in the Disney movies, but I'm also not sure they typically have, you know, like a few songs. I don't even know where that would have all fit in. Maybe it is better that it's a little more of a straightforward kind of like action sort of fantasy tale.
1: I wonder if, because Um, like, you know, like, so like Wreck-It Ralph is a Disney movie, but it doesn't include hmm. nobody sings in it. And I wonder if like the expectation of it having a female lead, because most Disney female led Animated movies end up having songs in them, and because Racket Ralph is John C. Riley versus you know Sarah Silverman is a main character, but she's not the title character, and so I do wonder if there's some expectation of like female lead means like Disney princess, and Disney princess means there's gonna be songs, and so I I do wonder if that expectation was set just because of that versus I don't think people were that disappointed that Racket Ralph didn't have songs, and that's maybe because they hear. Even though John C. Riley can sing, it's not like an expectation. We should have done
0: though. Mr. Cellophane
1: in the <laughs> uh, in the Riot Ralph. Yeah. Um, but anyways, do you guys have any final thoughts on Raya before we head out?
0: I wanted to mention before we finish that we didn't really talk about her, but um Namari, who's mm-hmm. the who's kind of the antagonist we mentioned, who's not the the true Droog or whatever. Um it's it's interesting. I like that there was a setup initially that it sounded like her and Raya were going to be friends and this happens early in the movie. So it's not really a spoiler, but then there's kind of like her as a, as a really young child that she didn't have much of a choice, helps her clan to kind of try and take the gem. And then when they meet later, she's still trying to help her, her people and her mom, who's the ruler, but it did kind of create an interesting relationship where she wanted the dragons to come back and believed in them too when she can, when she actually sees Sisu for the first time, she's like stunned and can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So I did like that there was, I did like that they tried a little something different with like the villain in the sense that like, there was still an actual issue with them, like impeding them and trying to get what they were going after. But her not her feeling conflicted with going against her people And doing what she thought would be right or what in her heart she thought was actually seeing it seeing the dragon for herself and realizing like, crap, if I go against my mom and my people, like, am I putting everything in jeopardy? So I like that interesting part of it. There's, there's some cool stuff going on there. I, and I'm happy drew what you said, because I want to give it another watch. And I think I might, maybe I'll appreciate it a little bit more too when I do.
1: Max, any closing Uh thoughts?
2: Yeah, the you, you brought up the an, antagonist what was her name again? Namari. Namari. I so believe. I, that kind of introduced another um moral of this story that I didn't really uh I couldn't really get behind. That was kind of like uh the trust somebody no matter how many times they've betrayed you. Uh mm-hmm. including if they've killed a friend of yours. Like uh it it really seemed like that being the moral, that being the way you Save of the day was okay this this person completely destroyed uh your your town uh froze your dad and then like um you know turned the world into darkness essentially uh everyone was sheltered and everyone was uh being taken out and then they come back uh you know show some signs that you're, they're going to be your friend again uh you start to trust them again and they shoot your friend with a crossbow uh, and kill them. And and then the moral after that is to trust them another time by giving them all the uh, stones. And that's the how you save the world. It seemed like a weird way to go about that uh, kind of a odd message to give kids, <laughs> or I guess anyone watching it, like no matter how many times you've been by- betrayed by a person, uh, once you once you commit again, you know, hopefully this time they, let them they off the hook. Yeah. The I think that.
0: that's why they pulled the
1: nerf uh the nerf raya crossbows from the stores actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that'll do it. Uh thanks for listening. Uh we'll catch you next time.
0: Bye ya. Uh,
2: oh, too good.